Welcome to Gardening Talk, back on 2NURFM, joined by Judy Sharp this week. Judy, great to see you back in the studio once again. Yeah, it's wonderful, Greg. Um, Scott actually said, Mum, the sun's coming out tomorrow and you need to get out of the house. <laughs> I said, oh, very considerate, Scott. You're such a lovely man, isn't he, my son? He is, very considerate. Mm. <laughs> what have you got for us today, Judy? <laughs> well, you know, we can do a lot of talking about roses today. Yep. Um, when to prune them, when to what to do when we plant them, uh, and most importantly, we need to talk about what we're going to do with the lawns and the garden after yesterday. Right. Uh, so we've a lot got of a, raking. A lot of raking. raking. And, <laughs> uh, indoor plants. If we can't, you can't be bored because there's always indoor plants to work on. So we've got quite a few subjects to talk about, actually. And Judy, we've had a fair amount of rain over the last couple of days, and we've got to probably start cleaning up and what other things can we do for our garden? Have we? I didn't notice the rain. Oh, just a little bit. Just a sprinkling <laughs> here and there. <laughs> well, you know, of course you can rake up all the uh, debris yep. of which there's going to be plenty. I've got plenty at my place. Don't worry on my front place here. It's um, unbelievable. I think it's all on everyone's to-do list at the moment. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. But uh, that's, remember a few months ago, that's when I broke my ribs out there cleaning up after rain like that. You might have to get Scott to come around and do that for you. <laughs> do I look like that's going to happen, Greg? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, just, just throwing it out there for him. Do you him. think he's listening? <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> All right, okay. He'll be sitting there with his earpiece somewhere, listening yeah, away. No doubt. Um, so we're going to at least clean up the mess, aren't we? We've got to do yep. that. Um, and unclog any drains that have blocked up. Yep. Um, and it's most important now that we go around and put dolomite on all the gardens. Okay, why? what's the reasoning behind that? Well, because it sweetens the soil up. Now, you see, during that kind of rain, the soil just gets leached of any goodness in it. Um, and dolomite really does the job in the gardens. But on the lawn, we're going to use lime. Lime? Yes, we are. Okay, well, what's the, what, what's it, why, why are we using lime? Because lime sweetens the soil too. Well, why could you use dolomite on the on Well, both? because dolomite's got potassium in it. Yep. And uh, the grass probably prefers lime. Now, don't put me on the spot here now, Greg. Remember, I haven't been for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> no, just trust me. It's All right. lime on the lawns and dolomite on the gardens. And... Um, I'm sure if there are any listeners out there listening today, and they're probably out sunbaking today. <laughs> well, they might be now for the next half hour. <laughs> um, so, no, that, that's, you know, the first thing to do after the rain. And uh, at the moment, we have something called white woolly scale. Right. People keep coming in saying it's like snow on the ground, and it is. It's a big scale, but it's as big as... Oh, your fingernail? Yep. And it just gets covered, and it's the hardest scale to beat. And I'm seeing oh, some dreadful examples of it. So what they need to do is spray with malathon and white oil probably every 10 days, but they're particularly attacking, say, things like lily pillies, but then other trees as well. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's just amazing that the... Is it hard to do now spraying with all the rain we've had? Well, it's... No, not... not Today it would be fine. Okay. Well, let's hope. Um, and when you do spray that kind of product, it is wise to have the sun because the sun melts the oil and that allows the malathong to kill the bug that's underneath all the woolly stuff. 
All right. So now is probably the perfect opportunity to run out. Run out <laughs> and, and do, do it, it now. <laughs> yes, yeah. You'd have it. I tell you, there's so many people that have got it, it's not funny. And uh, I've never seen white woolly scale like it because it generally attacks in summer. Right. So yeah. this is the wrong time of year for it as well. Yeah, it's the same as army grub. They're, they've only just stopped and gone to sleep. And they were always attacking in summer. They lo- love it when it's a hot, dry summer. But there are still a lot of people with half a lawn left. You know, they've just eaten it away to nothing and now they'll have to wait to spring um, before they... Try and bring it back. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've got Patricia from Abermain and she's got a question about a very old rosebush. Oh, hi, Patricia. Hello, Judy. A very old rosebush. It's probably Uh, as old as me, love. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I've got a long story if you have the time. I'm sure we do Um, have. When I was a little girl, my nana had a red rose. And when my mum and dad bought the house 68 years ago, my dad took a cutting and grew nana's rose. And mum and dad lived in that house for 68 years until they both passed away and we had to sell the house about 18 months ago. And I couldn't leave the rose. So my husband and I... Um, dug it out, right. but it was it was very old and gnarled and scrappy, and we found that it didn't have a main root. It just had a root which was travelling parallel with the top of the soil and only a couple of inches below the top of the soil. Um, and we sacrificed half half the plant to get the best half, which we then brought home. And planted. Right. Well, against all odds, it grew. Um, and grew. And what time and of year was that, darling? What time of yeah, year? Yeah. Um, uh, sort of maybe autumn of last year. Right. It's only, it's yeah. only just fairly recently. Yeah. Well, you um, know, it's a wonder it survived because. Oh, it, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, then it started getting buds and flowering and flowering and flowering and getting taller and taller and we had some windy weather and my husband actually built a cage to hold it together using um, like a Rio but a small diameter Rio wire. So this rose is now encased in a cage to hold it together and my question is, uh, oh, and the road is now, rose is now called Enid, which is my nana's name because I know, don't know what the name of the rose is. It's not a very fancy one. It's a beautiful red. It gets um, it's very open um, with with a light colour in the inside, and it has a beautiful perfume. And it's very special to me because of the history. Um, but I want to know should. We take the cage off it and should I prune it? Because it is about 10 foot tall. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, you're up in Abermain, I think? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, right, okay. So you might get late frost, mightn't you? Yes. Okay, well, I wouldn't prune it until August. Right. Uh, everywhere else, 
you know, down here on the coast, you can prune in July. But, you know, when you have a risk of a frost, you don't prune until August. Yep. And then make sure you give it... It's in the ground, isn't it? Yes, yes. Right, okay. Uh, well, make sure you then fertilise it with a good heap of poultry manure. Yep. And then three weeks later, a handful of rose food. Yep. And I would probably remove the cage if you can. And yeah, oh, yes, it's no problem. Yeah, and just put some solid stakes in. Right. Okay. Right. But We um, had some particularly windy weather and um, the, the branches aren't particularly thick. They're only as thick as your finger. And when it was very windy, a couple broke. So we, we caged it to hold it together. And it was only ever a temporary measure, but it's grown much taller than the cage now. And, um, you know, I, I, how hard should I prune it? Oh, you can take probably a good third of the growth off. Okay. Yeah, a third of okay. the growth. But perhaps leave that cage on till you've done the prune. Because yep. if you hadn't had it caged yesterday, I'd say you might have lost it. It might have ended <laughs> yes. up down the street, yes. in fact. It uh, actually it actually had a couple of um, of new growth, good, strong new growth come from right down at the very base last year. Right. Um, it hasn't lost any leaves or anything. Like, it's just... I picked flowers from it last week. Right, okay. It's, and so you... <laughs> You haven't disturbed the graft by the sound of it. No, well, I don't know about graft as such. That when we dug it out of the ground um, using a crowbar, because that was the only thing that we had that would move it, um, it was growing in a sort of a V shape, and we sac sacrificed one half of the V right. and got the stronger half. And then when we brought it home, we sort of made it stand upright where it had been on a lean. Well, obviously, you've done everything right oh. to have achieved this, haven't you? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But this rose is at least 70 years old. Right. And, and I don't want to lose it now. No, well, you won't, but I'm sure you need to wait until August to do your yep. pruning, okay? Yep. Okay. And then give it a bucket full of poultry manure. That will not hurt it. They love right. it. And right. then you rose food after that. And um, uh, I wouldn't worry about spraying it with lime sulphur this time. No. Because sometimes that can be a bit strong. But yep. it would be an idea next pruning time to spray it with lime sulphur. Yep. Um, so, uh, look, I think you're going to be successful. Um, my nana was a tough lady. And um, her rose, Enid, is a tough rose. <laughs> we are still amazed that it grew and that it continues to grow and continues to flower. Well, you know what, Patricia, I think Enid's watching over you, so whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I'm sure <laughs> she's approving, darling. And thank look, you. Thank you very much for the call. It's um, interesting to hear the history of a plant because yes. so many people today just go out and buy one somewhere and stick it in but yep. yeah when yep. when there's a history attached it's there's very, a long history with yeah, this one very, very nice to history. hear about it darling thank you thank for you. the call you're welcome bye bye and we've got sally from hamilton south and she's got a question about winter grass and clover 
Hello, Sally. Hi, Jude. Can you help me again with these rotten weeds? I can, but why didn't you pop in and see me yesterday, darling? (laughs) Why why did I not pop in and see you yesterday? I was closed, Sally. (laughs) Oh, my... I wouldn't have blamed you. We were having lunch, actually, at Customs House, and the weather, just watching it come into the harbour, it was... We could hardly see Stockton. Like, it was just... Yeah, Amazing. everything disappeared, didn't it? And now, our backyard was a lake, and then, you know, for Hamilton South, with all the sand we've got, that's just how wet the soil is. So this year, worse than last year, the winter grass and, and the, the clover, clover. Are, both, are both bad. Okay. So which, which do you knock off first? The winter grass. Okay, and can we do that today? Uh, if the sun stays out, what do you mm. think? Mm. They're more rain for the rest of the week, aren't they? Yeah, mm. but then I thought it'd be raining today, Sally, and it's not. If you got oh, no. the wet winter grass killer at home, yeah, well, yeah. why don't, you know it won't hurt to give it a, a whirl. Give it a go. Yeah, and then how long after that do you need to wait before you do the clover? Now the clover, you're probably going to use bindi to do that. I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Well, that likes a nice warm day as well. Yep. So you can't have, you can't mow it before you use it on the clover. So uh, you let your lawn get a bit longer, and then you get up early in the morning, and so it has six hours of sun on it. Okay. Okay. <sighs> and then, how long after that would you put your lime on? Oh, you could do the lime today. It doesn't matter if that goes on at the same time as like doing your weeding, your weed stuff. No, no, but no, I okay. do. Uh, I do your spraying first yeah, of your okay. winter grass, and then lightly throw the lime around. You know, okay. a little bit later in the day, if it's particularly if it's going to rain again, it'll get washed in for you. Yeah. Now, remember, I was telling you about the lemon tree I planted without realising there was a root of a crepe myrtle underneath it, and it kept growing up, and we couldn't kill it. Yep. And then you said I could dig the lemon tree out after it had stopped fruiting, and put it in a big pot. Now, I haven't done that yet. Uh, is there a better time to do that? I mean, the crepe myrtle's not growing at the moment because it's deciduous, but I know come spring it'll it'll end up, you know what I mean? So it we start need shooting, yeah. Yeah, so we'll need to get a stump grinder in, I think, to, to really get rid of that. But I wasn't sure, you know, about yeah, transplanting the, the lemon out of the ground into a pot. Look, I think at the moment it's a bit cold. Right. I'd be inclined to be waiting... Um, you know, till our nighttime temperatures pick up a little bit, even okay. if it's not real hot in the day, it's the nighttime time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. And do you need to put anything in the soil with it when you pot it like that? Oh, no, it no, 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 it'll burn. Nothing? It. No, no, just use a really good quality potting mix. And, and that's all. Um, yeah, but you never give them citrus food in pots, you know that. No, don't I you? knew that. Yeah, yeah good yeah. girl. I didn't good. know whether I needed to feed it with anything else. So just good potting mix. Yeah, just bit. good potting mix. And, um, you know, you could always give it some flourish if you wish to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to all right. give it a boost. Thank you so much, Judy, as you're always, you're a gem. Oh, thank you, Sally. I'm just disappointed you didn't come and knock on the door. <laughs> I think I would have got blown down Derby Street. Well, evident we had no power at all till two o'clock yesterday, oh, really? so it was oh, a good wow. call I made, evidently. It was a very good call, yeah. too, so yeah. good on you. Thanks right, for the thank call, you. Sally. No Bye. Worries. Bye. Thanks, Sally. We've got Mike from Swansea, and he's got a question about roses. Hello, Mike. 
How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's rose planting time, isn't it? It pretty much is. Yeah. I've had these uh, two standard roses in since Christmas, but my question is that the trunk that they're grafted on, does that ever thicken up? Like they're pretty spindly trunks. They should. Yeah. So when did you plant them? Christmas? Uh, Christmas, yeah. It was a Christmas gift. Right, okay. Yeah, look, after they're pruned this time, yeah. uh, which... Uh, you can start pruning, but if they're a bit spindly, I'd wait until we're getting towards the end of July, mm. uh, particularly with this kind of weather. Uh, and when you um, when you prune, make sure you give them a bucket full of poultry manure, then three weeks later, a handful of rose food. Yeah. Now, I'm presuming they're in the ground when I say yeah. that. They're right. in the ground. It's pretty sandy out here at Swansea. No, why I ask the question, my next-door neighbours have had five uh, iceberg, uh, standard iceberg roses and they've been in for about four or five years and they've still got very spindly trunks and I thought there must be some way to well, chop them up a bit. Uh, Mike, to be honest, it's all down to the grafting. Mm. Uh, it's down to the quality of the roses. Um, we've got standard roses in at the moment and they have very, very good trunks. Um, so it can be down to the quality of the rose uh, and the grafting. And, um, you know, there are a lot of big rose companies that do uh, grafting of roses, but strangely enough, uh, a lot of the grafters uh, come in from overseas. Mm. Now, maybe too, um, for the last couple of years, they haven't been able to come and... Um, we're probably battling on doing it the best way we can. Um, but it is the graft that counts. Mm. So, um, you know, hopefully with your feeding and your pruning, they will start to get a bit solid. The trunk will yeah, thicken yeah, up. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, if you take them off anything particular? No, no. But don't... Um, you've got a good strong stake on it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, leave that stake on it and... Um, but, you know, um, I'd wait. I honestly would wait now till halfway through July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that hasn't got enough leaves on it to get what with black spot and what else it's happened. Hasn't got that enough leaves on to worry about bruising, pruning it this year, I wouldn't think. <laughs> <laughs> with it growing, yeah. Well, when you prune it, don't prune it back to where the graft is, will you? No, it's not. I always say standard roses should be pruned to a soccer ball size. Yeah. Okay, the head of it. Mm. So where you prune, try and not go further than that, okay? Yep. Yeah, the, you say about the fowl manure, it's been a bit hard to get from some of our local supplies because all their chicken sheds will get too much, too much water. Oh, right, right. But yeah. uh, so I'll be on the lookout, to, but I'll do that and flourish. Yeah, well, my, um, uh, strangely enough, my chicken manure comes up from Yass. Really? Yeah, yeah. So chicken manure and cow manure, and when it comes on the pallet, you know it's really chicken and it's really cow. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know it's good stuff. It's yeah, good I get stuff. from G&V Produce at uh, Gateshead, and he's quite good. Yeah, well, you know, just keep your eye out when they get it in and um, grab it, uh, even if you're not using it straight away. Mm. Okay, thanks, Judy. Thanks for the call, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. And we've got Cathy from Spears Point, and she's got a question about the lime and mandarin trees. Oh, hi, Cathy. Hello, Judy. Oh, uh, don't tell me you've still got the leaf miner, have you, darling? 
Well, I just seem... Well, I think everywhere I've been, I've noticed, you know, a lot of the citrus have got that. Yeah. Is that because of the rain? No, not at all. It's really... It invades us in summer. Uh, But it's lasted a long time this year, really, because I'm... Cathy, I'm really surprised about the kind of problems we're having in the garden because we didn't have a hot summer. Uh, no. I think we only had one forty degree day. I think. I think. Greg might. That's a thing. Yeah. I think might have been a few more than that. But oh, no, I don't. I'm, I don't know. But anyway, um, so you know, say the army grub, they love that dry heat, and. You know, they're still around. People are still trying to control it. And I've got a lovely um, uh, lime tree and uh, it produces a lot of limes for me, but it's still covered in leaf miner. I've just been looking at mine now and I've found one little lime on it. Now tell me, uh, I bet you, would you like... Would you like to know my secret? Yes. Now, I don't want you to tell everyone, so don't don't ring everyone when you get off air, will you? Okay. I feed mine with a product called Sudden Impact for Roses. Okay, I'm going to write that down. Now, there's a reason for that. Roses like alkaline soil, and so do citrus. Now, both of those varieties, roses and citrus, they like alkaline soil where the majority of the garden likes acidic. So now sudden impact for roses is alkaline. So when I fertilise my roses, I always give the little lime some sudden impact. Now, would that go for mandarin as well? Oh, yes. No, no, no. All citrus are alkaline, like alkaline soil. Um, And the beauty of the sudden impact is you can put it on them even if they're in pots. Good. Well, mine's not in a pot. It's in the garden. In the garden. And I have tried tried to grow lime trees for over 10 years and then they get the gall washed. Oh, yeah, it's nasty, isn't it? You just and got... I've had to get rid of them. Yeah. So now yeah. I've got a dwarf lime tree, but um, and it's got the curly... And I've been spraying it, like, through summer with... Oh, it's like a copper sulphate. Oh, right, it? yes, yep. All, and, a, and the leaf curl. Mm. And also my daughter's got a mandarin... It just moved into a property and it's had the stinky beetle, which we, or those stinky beetles, we got rid of them. But um, at the moment, she's sort of got like mandarins that are green, about 50 cents. Now, what, happened, what do we do with them? Uh, keep feeding them? Yes, right? but, you know, really, ideally, you feed citrus um, in March and August. Yes. Yeah. So you've got a little while to wait, probably just wait till the beginning of August. But I have to confess, Cathy, I leave the citrus leaf miner on mine. Right. And I don't spray it because when, or a lot of people go mad and they prune it off. Now, what happens when you prune it off? They immediately put out new leaves. And that's what 
the leaf miner likes is the new growth. So, yeah. I mean, mine looks ugly, but I don't worry as long as it's giving me limes. All oh, right. Well, I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, My daughter's got plenty of little ones, like of the mandarins. Yeah. But um, we just didn't know sort of how to, to save it. Was Where she moved in, she pruned all the tree and got a nice shape to it and um, lovely growth. And then the stinky beetles got in and we sprayed that and... Um, and got rid of those. So uh, and and um, so feeding that now took manure. How's that with citrus? That's good. That's good because it's alkaline. So, um, right, so apart from that. Yeah, yeah, apart from using the sudden impact uh, in March and August, August, you can give them a good dose of poultry manure. Right, and then. Well, that's- Somewhere yeah. along the way, just throw them the sudden impact as well. Not that at the same time. Wonderful. Yeah. How's that? Oh, good. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Righty-o. We'll try that. Let's, Thank you so much, Let's hope Judy. it solves your problem. I'm sure it will. Thank you so much, Judy. You're welcome, Cathy. Thank you very much for the call. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM 103.7. Now, Judy Sharp, before you go for another week... Mention something about planting roses. Oh, do you want me to come back again? Oh, you can if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, when they buy new roses, the secret is that they do not put manure in with them. Right. They just plant them and leave them growing and because the roots will come out, the brand new white, little white roots, and go straight into the fertiliser and burn the, the, the new rose. Oh, so you just wait a couple of weeks? or No, it's better to wait quite some time to be honest and then use just a slow release but definitely don't fertilize the soil gardeners out there listening no fertilizer in the soil for your new roses and some people are probably already planted but it might be too late. too late yeah and the other thing we need to do at this time of year greg is prune deciduous trees now you were talking to me about what were you talking to me about the crepe myrtle no that was sally Please. Uh, gum trees. Oh, the gum trees, yeah. Well, you know what you've got to do about that after that storm that's just gone through. Yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly do some pruning. <laughs> <laughs> I think you better. But um, uh, deciduous trees like to be pruned at this time of year, particularly something like a Robinia mop top. Now, you know what they are. They're the lovely long stems with a big mop at the top. Which is hence the name mop top, I guess. Mop top, yep. Yep, um, and they—I've noticed—they're dropping all their leaves now. So now is a good time, and you can cut them back very hard if you wish to. Okay, so quite a few inches off then, or? Oh yes, oh yeah. You—you you just don't go back past the graft ever with grafted trees, yep. which mop tops are oh. grafted. Yeah. Okay, then also indoor plants as well. Then we can probably with all this wet weather we've got, it's a good time to start looking oh, after them. Gosh. Why would you worry about nothing to do? Because inside you've got plenty of things to do with the indoor plants, uh, particularly hard leaf plants. Uh, They love white oil at this time of year, Um, but you can't put it on, say, a maidenhair fern, but you would have realised that, of course. Of course, yeah. It's a schoolboy error if you don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So the secret is when you wipe the leaf, it wipes off the dust, Yep. but it also shines them and makes them look wonderful. And it also stops them getting scale diseases. So it's a three-in-one treatment. 
Right, and you're doing top and bottom of the leaves there, I guess, as well? No, or? you only do top. Oh, I generally thought you did the bottom as well. No, you only do top. Okay. And then um, you use a chuck, say a chucks, yep. and uh, you don't spray the can on every leaf because you're overdoing it. Spray one out of three, use the chucks. When you go to the next one, wipe it. The chucks takes the oil onto the, the next, next one. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Yeah. Could you do th- one in three? No, okay, one in two, all right. <laughs> no, you do one in three. I mean, you know, you don't overdo it. That's okay. the secret. Um, I have to keep saying that to the staff all the time because they like to go whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. On every single one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, that you know, that's just one job you can do inside during winter. Um, and, you know, um, cut back your watering. Right, okay, right, Except if your house is heated. Now, I'm finding that my maiden hair is actually drying a lot, so I'm needing to spray it with a spray bottle because I've got the air con on all the time for King Arthur. Oh, fair enough. Well, fair enough. You've got to look after, you've got to look after Arthur, don't you? We do. Thank you, Greg, for having me today. Cheers. Thank you, Judy Sharp. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>